Blog Talk Radio. Hey everyone, welcome to Blue Night Action. There we go. The great city playboys, they're always around to help build your hope up, then help drag you down. They'll leave you with nothing worth singing about. Hey everybody, welcome to El Belay's and Ride Backstage. This is your host, your smoking nephew, uh the um the Chuck Woolery, if you will. I like to be I like to be known known as the Chuck Woolery of, of the internet world. Uh and I'd like to introduce the Shade to my batterine. Wow, Mr. Jonathan Weeks, Mr. Jonathan Amiel. What's up, Ryan? Why did you Chuck What happened last week? Sure, sure. I was uh, coming to pick you up from the uh, New Haven train station. Uh, it was a swell time. I rolled down my windows. Uh, it's pretty, pretty. It was, it was, uh, it was pretty late, and uh, I rolled down my windows, and I, I pull up to the uh, front of the train station. Well, near the front. And uh, you know, there's of course, there's people running back and forth, leaving and coming to the train station. Waiting outside, I see you, and I roll down all my windows. I yell out as loud as I can. Hey! 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 You guys know you're crazy, right? And as I'm driving away, I roll down the window again, and I think he fell down anyway. I say, uh, I yell right at him, but you got that one right, Tommy boy. <laughs> and he said, Tommy. He said, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> and we will never know what that man's name is. No, definitely not. And he looks like, um, what's that guy's name? Bowen, who's that? Jim Jones. Who are those like Jim Jones? Eh? Jim Jones, the guy who who massacred all those people in Africa. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. No, the the more popular uh, Bowen dip, diplomat, Purple City Bird Gang. Dip set, dip set, dip set, dip set, dip set. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it was very humorous. It was great. It was just we should have been arrested. <laughs> yeah. Did you get arrested over the weekend at all? 
No, I didn't. Uh, luckily, <laughs> or not so luckily, I, it wasn't a really eventful weekend either. I don't you remember what I did. Oh, I did work on the apartment. That was, that was terrible. I saw paint on me from <laughs> from that weekend. I'm so, yeah, it's ridiculous. I saw paint in my hair. It's kind of ridiculous. Wait, what happened? You did what on that weekend? Uh, I was cleaning up some apartments that uh, my parents owned and fixing them up, so that involved a lot of painting and uh Paint in my hair and, and uh, all over my body. <laughs> is it is it in the crevices? It gets in the crevices. It does. It's like worse than sand. Trust me. I mean, it's ridiculous. You back up a little bit, you get sand all over you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it sand paint, or yes, paint? It is paint. Yes, this is terrible paint. I was priming the uh, entire apartment. I never really was a big fan of priming. Really, I don't. I don't like priming, but uh, my dad makes me prime all the time, and it, it does work. It does really work. <laughs> what does prime mean? What is priming? What is that? Uh, he always believes that before you paint the wall, you have to prepare the wall. So, whenever when there's uh, you know marks on the wall or holes in the wall, you go over the uh, places where there. Or indentations or holes with prime paint, which is actually uh, heavier paint, but it covers up the holes better. And then you actually use a real coat of paint, which is the color you want on the wall, anyways. After you dry, after the primer dries, so it's like a it's like a pet paint before you actually paint. Pet paint. And uh, he does like he does that every single time. It's like it's like double the work. That's why yeah. I don't like it. Uh, that sounds awful. Was is it all you you painting everything white? Were you like in a mental institution by the time you were done? <laughs> yes, I did the uh, the kitchen was white, uh, but the rest of the room was like a brownish, darker white. So it was more, oh, it was like brown. It was like a light, very light brown. And what are you doing this weekend coming? This weekend coming, I'm just chilling, and uh, actually, I got a. I volunteered to help one of my friends move, uh, Joshy Boy. Josh Hopper, Josh Hopper, Josh Hopper, Josh Hopper, Josh Hopper. That's right, that's right, that's right, Joshy Hopper. He's moving back to uh, Meriden to his condo, so it's going to be good to have him back. He's been uh, gone for a little while. Where was he? Stuck in, uh, I think I think he's prison? in Sunnington. Uh, oh, no, no, that's prison. He's putting the boys in prison. To Borducas. Borducas, yes. What's that? No, no, no. No, he's putting those boys into prison. He's a, he's he's the popo. Oh, 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 oh. He's, he's five oh five oh. The five oh five oh. That's how that's how five oh five oh five oh. He's a good kid. He's a good kid. Actually, is um, I, I for a long time I didn't know. Uh, I, I knew him in the courtroom. His uncle is the first black Supreme uh, Court Justice of Connecticut, Supreme Court. Really? Uh, Lo- Lovey Harper, yeah. Well, they better never find out about this show. <laughs> very true, very true. But everybody knows about the show, so we're screwed. No, not, nobody listens. Um <laughs> Uh, but uh, w- 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 actually, w- w- I noticed that there was like a decline 
in listenership a few months ago, but we've been on the up and up lately. I think I think the crazier the show gets, the the more people are attracted to it, which makes me wonder who the fuck is listening. I think some crazy weirdos out there. I mean, that's, <laughs> and I totally agree with you on that one. I, I I would only listen to the show if it was crazy as hell. And I think we went through like a moderate level for the last, you know, four or five months. I think we were just we were doing it well. Great shows, but not crazy enough. We didn't have that ingredient. Yeah. You gotta get crazy as hell. <laughs> we were getting a little too Leno and now we're back yeah, to getting we were, Leno. Yeah, I forget. Totally, I agree. We were real Leno. <laughs> Every show was great. But it was just not insane enough. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, John Weeks, I hear you have a guest for us tonight. Is that right? That's right. You're not going to believe who we got tonight. All right. This guy is out of this world. Introducing Major League Baseball player of the Cleveland Indians, Travis yeah. Miller. God damn it, Weeks. You do this every week. <laughs> what's up? What's up? <laughs> How's it going, Travis? Let me let me let's try that again. Sorry about that. Our guest tonight is a pop and R and B singer from San Jose whose new EP is called Reflection. Please welcome uh, MLB player Travis Miller. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> so, How you guys doing? Uh, I'm alright. Uh, hey, I'm well, man. Uh, nice. It's it's good to be a major league baseball player. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't this like your living the your, dream, you know? Icing the arm. Isn't this your yep. your like fourth interview today? Have you you've been on doing radio all day today? Yeah, this is actually the third one, but it, I mean, I've been on the I yeah, doing interviews all day for the past uh seems like 2 3 weeks now just promoting, promo promo promo. So, tell us uh speaking of promo, tell us about the uh the new EP you got out now. Yeah, um, it's titled Reflection, um, and I titled that because I feel like the songs on this particular project are a reflection of who I am. Um, I narrowed it down to five. I wasn't sure if I wanted it to be a full-length LP or an EP, but uh, I recorded like 35, 40 songs going into this project and, and just mm. narrowed it down to five that I really felt like would really let people know who I am and, and kind of reintroduce myself to to all of my fans and, and new listeners. And, um, yeah, I just kind of poured my heart out into it. And, and uh, I, I put two singles on there, or two, I, I shouldn't say singles, but two more mainstream, top 40 type of songs that, that really are just kind of already familiar just by what's already on the radio. But the other three are, I feel like, just kind of stories of what I've been through, and, and I just try to write them in a way that really would kind of appeal to a mass public and kind of, I wouldn't say generalized it, but just kind of metaphorically talked it out and, and let people connect in other ways that they might interpret it. And is is that why it's called reflection, because uh, people can relate to what you're saying? Yeah, I mean... More so just that it's a reflection of who I am and, and mm -hmm. reflections of, of it. I mean, on some of these songs, it's kind of looking back at some of the things that I've been through and, and just learning experiences and, and kind of reflected as I was even writing writing some of these songs and just kind of pouring my heart into those types of things and just kind of understanding my progression as a human being and becoming a man and, 
and uh, you know, it just I mean, other people are going to take it other types of ways, and they can reflect in the same thoughts and hopefully take something out of it too. Sure, uh, man, you're a pretty young man, right? May I ask how old you are? I'm I'm 27, so I, I mean I've been through a few things, but I'm still learning. Okay. Now, I notice with the, the young guys out there, because uh, my co-host, John Weeks, and I are, are ancient, um, but I notice <laughs> that in order to attain mass popularity, the key lately is n- not starting with talent, but just starting uh, posting videos of yourself doing nothing, and then maybe yeah. acting gigs or whatever will come later. But, like, do you know, I have no idea if I go on uh, Vine, I don't know what Cameron Dallas or Nash Greer or whatever actually do. They don't seem to do anything, but they're hugely <laughs> popular. What What do you think about guys going that route? You know, do you know what it, they do? It's funny that you, you brought this up because I, I've often talked about this sort of thing, too. When I first heard of Cameron Dallas, I remember... It, there was some younger girl, and, and she was having a conversation with somebody else, and they were just I just kept hearing this Cameron Dallas name. I'm like, what does he even do? Like, I asked the girl, and she was like, uh, I, I don't know. He's an actor or something. So it was mm-hmm. like, I, I feel like it's just girls going gaga over, or over boys or whatever it is, and Instagram and Twitter and YouTube and Vine. This is just, it's a new age. It's a new era. Everyone's trying to figure it out, and it's just giving birth to that type of thing, and I feel like different record labels are just trying to figure out ways to capitalize and, and make money off of that. So you see all of a sudden Camera Dallas has um, a song out, and, and uh, I don't know that I'm necessarily a fan, but I guess I, I respect him <laughs> in a way of trying to turn turn it into something, you know. I mean, why not uh-huh. if, you, if you get the popularity and, and just try different outlets. But, yeah, it's it's different. I mean... It's a, it's a new era, so you, you're seeing a lot yeah. of nothing's trying to turn into something. But, uh, I mean, respect to them for try, trying to come up on something. But for yeah. the rest of us, we're, we're putting hard work in, in the, the talent, and hopefully people will actually recognize that and not just see it for face value. Sure. And, uh, John Weeks, I hear you chomping at the bit over there to ask a question. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. And it's not about baseball, I promise. <laughs> hey, I love baseball, though. Oh, Along who's your favorite with, team? Uh, What's that? She's amazing. Who's your Who's your favorite team? Uh, well, I'm from the Bay Area, so I got to go for the San Francisco Giants. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh man, I'm a big A's fan. That's just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong side That's of the right, day, man. <laughs> hey, you guys are good, man. You guys won three World Series. Yeah, hey, I'm not complaining over here. Our sports are good. Along with what Ryan said, um, which was a great point, how do you become popular, I guess, in the hip-hop game? How do you craft your talent as a hip-hop star? Do you do battles? Do you study hip-hop? And how long have you been doing this for? Is it is this a hobby or is this a lifestyle? Is this something that you want to do for a long term? Yeah, I mean, long, long term is, is always the goal. And uh, for the longest time, I had actually been writing music for other artists. I was... Uh, I'm doing some stuff for a guy named David Connor, who's over in the United Kingdom, and I was writing for him um, and and writing for other artists who just kind of heard of me. Back in 2013, I was named as an independent, um, the runner-up as as one of the best uh, R&B and hip-hop songwriters in the United States. 
Um, so I was I've been used to kind of being behind the scenes, but um, I feel like a lot of people are starting to take note of me as an artist and and kind of looking into my craft. So I figured, you know, why not just kind of go into this and and see what happens. But uh, you know, I'm I'm not really I don't I don't rap, so there's not really much I could do with battling. Um, but I feel like after a while, I feel like people just can't ignore talent. I mean, you look at like you say, like a lot of the young guys are just kind of becoming famous for no reason. But I look at somebody like Jay Z, who I didn't realize until recently, his first album, the first album that he released, he was uh, 26 years old. So I mean, wow. that that is in in today's industry, that's kind of late. And you know, like if you look at what he's done as an entrepreneur in in the music industry, I'd have to say he did it the best. He's worth almost a billion dollars. So I feel like age isn't necessarily an issue if you have the right mindset and if if you're not um, in it just to kind of come up on some sort of fake pseudo talent like some of the guys we mentioned earlier. But uh, I think uh, I, I like to listen to guys like 50 Cent or Jay-Z, and I, I don't rap like them, but I like their mindset to say that if you just stay true to yourself and and you continue to just do what you do if if you're talented and I feel like if you do something long enough you'll become talented and and you'll be good at whatever it is that you do if you throw baseball long enough you're going to throw that baseball pretty good you know and right. and so I feel like if you just continue to write music and and just continue to sing you're going to progress and people are going to take note of you if you just if you just do it long enough and and uh, so that's that's kind of what I'm I'm trying to do and I feel like people are starting to take note um, I just recently looked up my album is being played on Spotify and and iTunes in now almost 20 countries. So I feel like, wow. yeah, my, my it's it's getting out there. So I mean, I feel like my talent is 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 not going to be ignored. I mean, you can only ignore something that's that's good for so long until you're like, okay, wow, like this is there's something to this. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, yeah. it is like uh, wherever it takes me, it's going to take me. So, I, but I feel like. I like to do this for the long run, just like anybody else who who has a passion for for anything, really. You uh, you mentioned that uh, if you keep doing something, uh, you'll get good at it eventually. But I've known my co-host John Weeks for a while, and his driving <laughs> has not improved. Um, but uh, Travis, I think you it's gotten worse. Yeah, <laughs> it has. It's gotten worse. Yeah. Uh, Travis, you mentioned that you uh, were the runner-up to the Great American Songwriters uh, panel, but uh, yeah. who was the winner, and how can we uh, get revenge for you? Yeah. <laughs> I actually didn't even take note of his name. I just felt yeah, like, you know what, I should have been the winner, and yeah. and immediately upon finding out that I didn't win, I just went, I went back to the notebook, went back to the piano, and I just started writing because I felt like, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta get better. If I'm not the best, then I, I gotta be. So, and that's something I always, I always kind of ask myself too. Is, is a couple questions at the end of the day. And even when I actually played football, that was my main thing before I got into uh, music. But uh, asking myself every single day, am I, was I the hardest working R&B singer or or songwriter in in the world today? And the answer is usually no, because there's someone always working harder than you. And, and and I try to also ask myself that I learned something today. So it's it's questions that are always going to bring you back to to a progression. That I got to work harder. I gotta I gotta continue to learn. I gotta continue to work. 
Is that your uh, instrument, piano? Do you play other instruments as well? Yeah, I play piano. I play guitar. Um, I drum a little bit, and uh, I, I just got a ukulele. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure that Ooh. thing out too. But yeah. yeah, I try to dabble in a little bit of everything. We had a band on recently. AJR is their name, and uh, they they're big into that ukulele and putting all these different instruments and stuff. And I think ukuleles are making a big uh, comeback. They have like 12 million YouTube views and stuff. They're they're doing big things with that ukulele. Yeah, I've seen some crazy videos, and that that's kind of what inspired me. Some people on YouTube that I just come across and like, man, they make this thing look cool. Like these are the new Air <laughs> Jordans of today, you know. Yeah, like a piccolo. They use a piccolo. Who who even knows what the hell that is? Um, and then, who are your musical influences, Travis? Um, one is a, a neo soul artist that not very many people who are, are familiar with. His name is Music Soul Child. Oh, we know music. Oh yeah. Out of my system. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I I fell in love with that guy's music. Um, just the soul, and that was honestly, I didn't even listen to music through high school. I was so focused on on athletics, and so it wasn't until like my senior year of high school, and, and then going into my my freshman year of college, where I, I kind of even heard of guys like music and Stevie Wonder, which is crazy. Who who's like 19 years old and hasn't really heard of Stevie Wonder? And then uh, you know, I just kind of heard these guys' voices, and was like, man, this is this is something that I could get into. And I, I, I like music's story. He was, like, homeless at 16 years old and and uh, just kept with it and, and, and became something, became something that he was passionate about. So those are guys that I, I like, Music Soul Child and, and Stevie Wonder, just kind of going back to to real music, I feel like. Okay. Um, speaking of your music, I want to play your track, I uh, Like It. Uh, can you go yeah. ahead and tell us a little bit about it, and we'll go ahead and play it? Yeah, it's just kind of a, a smooth, sexy uh, vibe. I feel like uh, it's got a club tempo to it, some jungle undertones, and and uh, yeah, I feel like it's kind of one for the ladies or, or one to, for the men to get the mood right. All right. Uh, this is Travis Miller with Like It. We will be right back with Travis, and we're going to play a game when we come back. So uh, get your thinking caps on. Yeah, I like it. 
need from you Still want you more, 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 more Feeling stingy, I can't let you leave Not until I'm satisfied I burst my fingers down, it's fine I have to bring my love all over your body Tell me what it does to you And we gon' get it started Black. 
I'll talk that one without a doubt. See, see, everybody see. knows that. Okay, so so far on the Travis Miller lyric quiz, John Weeks is one, Travis zero. Travis, this question is to you now. Now, your song, Pointless, includes the lyric, I don't understand why you choose to waste our time. Is this A, a boy struggling with a girl leading him on, B, a parent scolding a child for causing trouble, or C, what America is saying to Donald Trump? Oh, man. I- I'm going to go with uh, A. A, again. No. C. No. In your... <laughs> All right. This one is two weeks. Uh, in your in Travis's song, Living Good, you say, or Travis says, look at me now. I'm on my way. Look at me now. They scream my name. Look at all that I do. It's everything that you don't. Look at everything that I am. It's everything you want to be. Yeah, yeah. You wish you had it. You wish you had it. Yeah, yeah. You wish you had it. Is this A, a hip-hop artist bragging about how awesome he is, B, a successful artist taunting a former bully, or C, Donald Trump's campaign slogan? <laughs> oh, you know, everybody knows as well. Donald Trump says this every day. C. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question to Travis. Uh, C, so, so far, week two, two Travis, two, oh. zero. you got to get on the board, bro. All right, here we go. Uh, Travis, you say in your song, Angel in Disguise, did God send you down to save me because you look like an angel, beautiful and white? Is this person, A, an addict speaking to his cocaine, (laughs) B, thanking God for an amazing person in his life, or C, how Hulk Hogan picks up women? Of course, it's C. C, yes. All right, on the board. (laughs) Travis Miller won. Next question. To John Weeks. In Travis's song Body Talk, he says, That sassy walk with those legs, that's all you had to say. Your body says words I've never heard before. I swear it's my love language. Is this A, an aggressive pickup line? B, a smitten young man complimenting his girlfriend? Or C, what Lindsey Graham says to John McCain every night? <laughs> Everybody knows it more than just friends. So see, definitely. Okay. All right. We got three one, three one weeks. All right. This one to Travis. We have two more questions. Uh, okay. So Travis, in your song "Like It," you say, and we just heard it. You say, "Do you like it? Do you like it? Do you like it? Oh, tell me that it feels right. Do you feel right? Because as long as you like it, then I like it. Then I like it. Because baby, it feels right. When you feel right, do you like it? Yeah, I like it." Is this That's a lot a, of like it. A lot of like it. Is this A, a tennis coach asking his player if he likes the grip on his new racket? B, a music instructor inquiring about her student's new guitar? Or C, questions never asked by Bill Cosby? <laughs> C. C. All right. We have uh, uh, three, two weeks right now, so I have to pose... This this last question um, to, uh, to I have to pose it to Travis. See if we can tie it up. So Travis, in your song "Work It," you say, "The way you pop it, the way you bop it, the way you rock and roll, the way you drop it, the way you cock it, really got me drunk." Is this a a young man complimenting his girlfriend on her new dance routine? B a hot young couple making love? Or C Donald Trump's campaign slogan. 
I, it's it's probably gonna be Donald Trump. See. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we have got it tied three all. Uh, and uh, I'm I'm really glad that at least we brought it back to a tie because it'd be kind of embarrassing if you didn't know what your own songs meant. Teaching my own lyrics. That was embarrassing. I even got the first two wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. Well, that was fun. Uh, Donald and, Trump I, was definitely an inspiration going into those those songs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's um speaking of the 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 lyric we're gonna take you we're gonna take a cruise and I'm gonna take you down like the Titanic and then also there's there's a photo of you on your website in the woods in a white shirt and black tie carrying an axe and before we get to know each other any better can we clarify that you're not a serial killer? Uh, I, I I don't know that we can clarify but uh Uh-oh. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all right. We all have our flaws, right, Weeks? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, um, so, uh, your this uh, new EP that you have, Reflection, is it on a CD? Do they make CDs anymore? What's what, or is it di- just digital? What's going on? I don't know how they make how the kids make the music these days. Yeah, everything <laughs> is digital with this um, with this CD. It's on every digital outlet: Spotify, iTunes, Amazon. Xbox, whatever, whatever they got, it's on everything there is. Is it on CD Baby? CD, um, CD Baby. No, it's not. Good. I don't, I don't mess with them. It's better that it's not, because we want to move yeah. away from anything CD related. Um, <laughs> and uh, your uh, website, travyboy.com. And make sure you're not typing in travymccoy.com. That's going to take you to a whole different thing. So yep. travyboy.com. And do you have any um, plans to tour coming up? Any shows coming up soon? Anything like that you want to plug? Um, yeah. If anybody's listening from the Los Angeles area, I'll be I'll be there on Saturday, and then the following day, I think I'm in Santa Paula. Ooh. <laughs> Pretty vague. Uh... <laughs> Like okay, I'm gonna go. I'll I'll be in uh, China on Monday, and uh, you look for me there. Uh, are you gonna? Yeah. Uh, hey, if anybody's following me on Travi Boy or or hit me on Twitter, I'm I'm gonna get at them with the specifics. I couldn't tell you. I don't know the exact location, but I'm gonna be in Los okay. Angeles. So anybody listening, you're gonna want to follow me so you can get at that. And uh, on Twitter, it's at Travis Three Miller, right? Yep, yep, everything everything should be the same. What's the uh, three stand for? Um, that's just the day I was born, third day of the year. Ooh. Yep. January 3rd. Absolutely. Your stocking, yeah. your stocking's coming up. I feel like you'd be one of those guys to come out in the woods with, the, with an axe. <laughs> <laughs> Only if I have a white shirt and black tie on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Necessities. <laughs> um, Weeks, you got you got more questions over there? I do. I have a, another question here. Bring um, it. All right. So the first thing that came to mind to strip the term about your music was, to me, annoying. <laughs> <laughs> annoying because it sounded like music that could really make it big and could connect to a large, general hip-hop, R&B, soulful music audience. Yeah. Now, from what I've heard and read, is that your writing, your writing is pretty good. It's very spectacular. How Thank do you, you sit down and actually write a song? Are there specific things you may to get, may do to get yourself focused, or when concentrating or writing music and lyrics? 
or is it more of a natural process for you, or is it just plain old hard work? Um, I, I feel like in general, I, I like to write from from things that are happening in my life. I'm, I mean, like the song that we just heard, it's kind of it's a um, I, I I don't know how to describe this the songs that are like on the radio. I feel like they're just dumbed down lyrics. They don't really mean anything. They're like pointless. Then they're meaningless songs. And but like if you really would like dive into songs that that like uh, I've got a song. The number one selling song on this EP is called Build These Walls. And so it's like it, it's a, there's like in depth lyrical content. There's like a storyline, like relationship, like like the whole nine yards. And and like the whole song is like a meta, like metaphorically speaking about something as a deeper issue. So I feel like the songs that I really like to get into and portray like a message. It's like coming from like real life experience. So it's like it's not really that I'm writing the song. The song's already written itself, and I'm just kind of like putting my emotion into some sort of sound. I don't know if that makes sense, but uh. Oh, that makes sense. That means you're a talented mofo. That's for sure. Uh, man, I, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> I can't do that. I cannot sit down and the music just comes out. I mean, that's, you know, it, it sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who wants to just write music like nothing? Right. Yeah. Right. Well, the only music that he's making over there uh, is flatulence weeks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, have you that? Have you guys heard of Mr. Methane? No. No. No, well, you guys are going to need to go check out YouTube and, and look up Mr. Methane because that dude's flatulence gets him, like, millions of views, and he's, like, <laughs> all over talk shows and everything. <laughs> hey, you you have a, a career uh, weeks over there. You can uh, go into <laughs> You've got more talent than Cameron Dallas right now. You need to do something with that. <laughs> yeah, at least he has a talent. I don't know what Cameron Dallas does. At least, uh, what's his name? At least Sean Mendez uh, sings, and he's a pretty good singer and musician yeah. and stuff. But Cameron Dallas, Nash Greer, and I, and all the his, their brothers, uh, they're all like popular, and I have no idea what they actually do. They don't actually do anything. They don't. They, they're just kids, I guess. Yeah, and they make a lot of money and have a lot of popularity, but uh, they're just posting seven-second clips. This is very odd. Yeah, I don't get it either. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, have uh, a great time in L.A., although uh, it's nearly impossible to do. Um, and yeah. uh, Just kidding. Uh, I love L.A. Uh, I would never live there again, though. God, yeah. that traffic. No, I, don't, that traffic. I don't blame you. Yeah. Um, but check him out at TraviBoy.com and follow him on Twitter, Instagram, the whole shebang at Travis3Miller. Travis, it was a pleasure meeting you, and uh, I hope you come back sometime. Absolutely. It's good talking to you guys. This is the funnest interview I think I've had in a while. Awesome. Uh-huh. Definitely a pleasure. <laughs> See you guys. Take care, man. Much success, too, man. Thank you. All right, that was Travis Miller. And uh, uh, John Weeks, uh, do you uh, do you know what time it is? Oh my God! It's the Hobbit Award. Nah. Is it? Is it? Nah. 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 <laughs> no. 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 I mean, Hobbit Award. Who the hell do you think you are? <laughs> <laughs> Last week, you as as soon as <laughs> as soon as I said last week, I I got a crunch wrap. <laughs> from Taco Bell that was meant to eat while driving. 
you lost your <laughs> damn mind. Explain. I wish I had the clip, but I explain what happened there. You know, it's the way you described it as like professional, you know, drivers. A crunch wrap made by Taco Bell. It sounded like something. It, it, it just started playing itself out in my mind. You picking up a crunch wrap designed to drive with, and in one <laughs> hand a crash crunch wrap, and and you're driving at two in the morning, go back home on the highway. It just felt disaster. I mean, the, the diarrhea starts coming up. It's your your stomach starts churning. Uh, you know, the nightmare starts beginning, and uh, you you hit you hit the, the gas a little harder. You drive a little bit quicker. You get a little more dangerous around the lights because you know it's going to come. Disaster is going to strike at any moment. It <laughs> just sounds ridiculous. It's like Taco Bell is setting you up for failure with this drivable crunch wrap. And uh, they, they want everybody to have diarrhea before they get to their uh, house. <laughs> I didn't realize a whole fucking movie played out in your mind in that millisecond. <laughs> That's how my mind works. Yeah, sometimes I... Uh, so most of the time I'm crazy, so that's how it works. But there was a moment when I realized when I realized how ridiculous it was what I was saying, and then I lost it too, and it was just uh, it was complete. Uh, as one of my friends said, off the rails, just went complete chaos there, kind of like the diarrhea. That's where it gets all over the place. Yeah, uh, John Weeks, do you know what time it is? It's the hot mess awards. Cue the strings and the horns. It was very catchy. John Weeks, who do you have for us tonight to do the joke off with now that Fogarty has a show? Sure, I have. Fogarty laughed at us. He's, he has a show tonight. Relax. He's coming back. Okay, okay. We have famous New York Yankees baseball player and pitcher, Matty Boy Hawk. Yay! 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 Matt Hawk, have, have I been queued in? Can you hear me? Yes! We can hear uh, you. How are you doing, Matt? What? Good, how are you? Oh, you know. Okay. You sound de- depressed. Is something wrong? No, no, no. Nothing's inherently wrong. Or maybe well, everything's sure inherently not. wrong. The only, thing, the only thing that I would need right now are some jokes. Okay, let's yeah, get it right. popping. Let's do that. It's good to hear your voice. I don't hear it enough. I don't hear your voice enough. We should re- make recordings for each other and play them as we sleep. Do you want to make out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, we'll we'll schedule a, a, a session. Kick us off, boy. <laughs> All righty. A J.C. Penny employee was sent home for wearing shorts too revealing that she bought at the store. From the career section, that's why I always shop at Forever Twenty One. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> man, huh? How about that? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> wow. Freddy's, comma, a UK company that pioneered fart filtering underwear, comma, has expanded to now include flatulence-free jeans and pajamas. Plans to introduce 
Queef-free yoga pants have been announced for the fall. Rock <laughs> that was queef-free. Oh. Queef-free U.S. Marshals <laughs> apprehended 53-year-old James Hickey, who traveled around Arizona pretending to be a hairdresser so he could take sexually explicit photos of his clients. Apparently, none of his clients were clued in when he asked them to remove their clothes prior to getting a cut in color. <laughs> hey yo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I don't understand. The, he, when I get a haircut, no one has asked me to disrobe. Should I be offended? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. It happens to me all the time. It's, I always refuse, though. I think it's a little awkward sitting there naked. Yeah, well, I wouldn't. I'd be nervous about my appendages with with a man wielding scissors, or woman, or lady, or you're missing or, a group. Uh, flamingos? Have they gotten into haircutting? <laughs> Men who identify as flamingos, yes. Yes, it's a trans flamingo, trans, uh, trans species. Um, yes. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, all right, oh, uh, Hawk. Minnesota <laughs> man, Delonte Thomas, I believe I'm pronouncing that incorrectly, was sentenced <laughs> to 27 years in jail Monday after shooting three women at a birthday party who refused to sing happy, happy birthday. I really don't have a problem with this. I mean, what kind of asshole doesn't sing happy birthday? Can I get an oh, amen? Amen. Amen to that. Yeah, that's right. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, I dropped my ticket. You go, Delonte. <laughs> 26-year-old Washington man, Andrew Helmsworth, ran naked through his neighborhood chasing his father with a knife <laughs> and then in a bizarre standoff played the banjo for and serenaded local police officers. When reading him his Miranda rights, the cops also told him he was a little pitchy dog. <laughs> Is this true? Not the last part. The, he really played so he was did he so he was naked with a knife and a banjo. <laughs> I I think he put the knife I think he ran into the house naked, put the knife down and came out also naked with a banjo. I mean I mean, you know. I hear you. Good advice. Retired air traffic controller Charlie Boyce won Key West Sloppy Joe's bar Sloppy Joe's bar. Oh, God. Let me take it back. Can I get a little uh, rewinding music, Weeks? Rewinding <laughs> mulligan? Thank you. Thank you. Um, retired air traffic controller Charlie Boyce won Key West Sloppy Joe Bar's Ernest Hemingway Lookalike Contest over the weekend. He celebrated by sh- by a shotgun blast to the face. <laughs> is, that, is, that how, is that how Ernest Hemingway died? That's probably That's what Yeah, that is. That's how he died. It is. Yeah, to the face. the face. In other news, a clown has been lurking around Rose Hill Cemetery at night in Chicago, waving to passerby. And when he waves at them, he uh, tends okay, to... Okay, yeah, um, sorry about that. <laughs> I mean, talking about being late on the cutoff. <laughs> Unprepared weeks. Sorry about that, too, actually. Oh, yeah, you're sorry about a lot today. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
Francisco is painting its walls with UV-coated urine-repellent paint so that it keeps the wall clean and sprays the urine back at offenders. Public Works Director Mohammed Nuru said, no one wants to smell like urine. And I say, oh, yeah? Stick for yourself, buddy! Wait, so, so you're saying that the wall pees on you, so I don't need to go on Craigslist anymore. I can just do this whole thing myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> San Diego man Todd Fastley took a selfie with a rattlesnake that wound up costing him $153,000 in medical pill medical bills, causing costing him way more for a selfie than a selfie ever cost Anthony Weiner. Oh, oh, uh, Ryan, I'm going to suggest reading lessons before you do this. I'm going to suggest that I uh, write jokes that aren't severely dated as well. How many many people is this joke dated? Hey-yo! Now that was even more dated than mine was. That's true. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, those are jokes. All right. Um, (laughs) Let's see. Oh, did you guys know this? I bet you did. Uh, Law and Order director Chase Alexander, not to be confused with Jason Alexander, has been arrested on child porn charges. He claimed he's a method director. (laughs) Oh, it's it's funny because all those kids' lives are ruined. <laughs> well, you know, the interesting thing about this is that Jace Alexander's uh, real first name is Jason, but he goes by Jace to to distinguish himself from the famous Jason Alexander and also Britney Spears' ex-husband, Jason Alexander. Well, I bet you that Jason Alexander of Seinfeld is real appreciative that he does this now to avoid <laughs> any to avoid any weird confusion about who's looking at child porn. <laughs> Donald Trump, grand <laughs> lawyer Elizabeth Beck, claims he called her disgusting for asking to leave a de- deposition to pump breast milk. He slammed her by saying, she's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe he actually did that. <laughs> oh, my. What? Your turn. What are you? No, I'm not. It's not. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. What? An 81-year-old Stratford, Connecticut oh. man. Wait, do I have a different list than you? Oh, you do. Hang on. Oh, Hang do. on. This uh, week, some some pause music, please. <laughs> Okay, so Hawk, I have you after Trump slamming say she's disgusting, then then Hawk full house. Do you not have that? No, I, my my full house is is later. Oh nope, I have it. I <laughs> I read a different one. I read a different one. Oh God. That's Come what on, happens. That's, boy. that's what happens. <laughs> that's what happens when you have margaritas at noon. Oh. All right. Not really, not really. Virgin margaritas. <laughs> they cry when you're done with them. Uh, <laughs> full houses. Uh, Kostopoulos. Ka- <laughs> Katopoulos. 
Katsopolis twins, Nikki and Alex, will join the Netflix series Fuller House. Oh, thank God, emphatic exclamation point. (laughs) It was a long way to go for uh, not not a great joke, but thank you for uh, for that. I think think that might be my favorite joke about Full House that we've told so far. (laughs) I agree, yes. After defending Donald Trump against rape charges by saying you can't rape your spouse and publication the Daily Beast uncovering it, Trump's lawyer Michael Cohen said, so I'm warning you, tread very fucking lightly because what I'm going to do to you is going to be fucking disgusting. Do you understand me? <laughs> Apparently Trump is his own lawyer's speech. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 81-year-old Stratford, Connecticut man uh, has been charged with public indecency after performing a sex act with some shrubbery. He said, I just like a real bush. (laughs) Gerard Depardieu has been banned from the Ukraine because of his support for Russia. As for a comment, Depardieu explained, thank God it worked. I'm out of there. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was uh, Depardieu. Yeah, I knew you were going to correct him on that, and I was hoping that you would, because come on, Weeks. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. I should have got <laughs> All this joke off has been is us scolding each other. Hey, hey, I don't know if you guys know this, but let me, let me hit you to it. A cat was found alive and rescued from a sunken boat in Lake Havasa City, Arizona. Just how I like my pussy, wet, hungry, and scared, said Bill Cosby. Oh, <laughs> oh my. Chris Christie vows a crackdown on legal weed if elected president, which is odd because he eats like he's stoned. Oh, oh he eats a lot. Because, you know, he's fat. He is? Chris Christie? A big, big, fat guy. The large oh. man. Oh, yeah, that's, that's true. You both have points. <laughs> An Alabama woman was charged last week with the killing and dismemory of a young man who went missing in 1995. Her name? Robert Durst. <laughs> oh! Oh, man! Oh. All right. The Chris Pratt Institute for Design student, Michelle Chu, has thought up a spray-on condom. The thought behind it is that a spray-on condom would better fit men with smaller or unusually shaped penises. Uh, I'll be right back. I can find the second section again. Matt Hawk, thank you so much for joining us tonight for the joke off. I hope you were lubed up for it. Oh, I was lubed up and ready. I have cases of gun oil. Ooh, ooh. Did you have a spray on condom? I do now. I got spray. Now I got. Now I got spray on condoms. I got the spray on penis or the spray on. It's a lots of artificial spray on uh, tactics that I do. Oh, okay. 
And John Weeks, you were saying something over there. What were you saying? You got to say what? Well, I wish I had some Dylan McDermott spray off. The guy sucks. <laughs> why would you? Why would you say such things against <laughs> America's national treasure? Because I strongly believe it. He's a disgrace to the world. <laughs> to the world. Wow. Yeah. Well. Uh, I really don't have a comeback for that because I'm in other shock. Um, but uh, yeah, we should uh, we should joke off each other again soon. Uh-huh. <laughs> a circle joke, if you will. Yeah, a group of guys is joking off, and then uh, we're all done. We're all tired afterwards, but it's fun. <laughs> you ain't yeah. never lie. All right, Matt yeah. Hawk from the West Coast. Thank you so much, man. No pleasure, problem. Sir. Talk to you soon. Always no. a pleasure from my end. Thank you, sir. Ooh la la. Don't get captured. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, John Weeks, uh, what's your favorite scene in She's the Main Man with the Made of Bane's Bane? My favorite scene is She's the Main Man with the Made of Bane's Bane. It's got to be when the Made of Bane's plays that owner of that all so called annoying social app that we all like to spend and waste our lives on sometimes. Great movie, though. Great movie and great performance by Amanda Bynes, man. What's the movie? Uh, social Network. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. And this is where she's uh, having a conversation with her partner or ex-partner by now. You signed the papers. You set me up, Mark. You're going to blame me because you were the business head of the company and you made a bad business deal with your own company? This is going to be like I'm not even part of Facebook anymore. It won't be like you're not part of Facebook. You're not a part of Facebook. My name's on the match head, though. You might want to check again. Just because I froze the account? Did you think we were going to let you parade around in your ridiculous suits pretending you were running the company? Sorry, my father's at the cleaners, along with my hoodie and my fuck-you flip-flops, you pretentious douchebag. Security's <laughs> here. You'll be leaving now. I'm not signing those papers. We will get the signature. Tell me this isn't about me getting into the Phoenix. You, you did it. I knew you did it. You planted that story about the chicken. I didn't plant the story about the chicken. What's he talking about? You had me accused of animal cruelty. Seriously, what the hell is the chicken? And I'll bet what you hated the most is that they identified me as a co-founder of Facebook, which I am. You better lawyer up, asshole, because I'm not coming back for 30%. I'm coming back for everything. And that's what I've ever seen. And she's a yes. man that remain a fan thing. Yes. Yes. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. You know, when I used to be a camp counselor at, at Leap over the summer, if I did something that people liked or whatever or anyone, they would say, yes, Ryan. Yes. Yes, Ryan. <laughs> yes, man. Yes, Roy. Yes, yes Ryan. I, I would have to say a big yes for this whole show. Amazing. Yes. Yes. There was a guy uh, named that I used to work with named Bruce Felipe. That was his first name. And he would oh. get furious if anyone called him Bruce. You could call me Felipe. You could call me Bruce Felipe. Do not call me Bruce. I remember one time he said, you, you, you a fool. You fresh out of luck. You a fool. Uh, and then... The guy, uh, Sam, at the time, his name was Sam Matthew. Not Matthews, but Matthew. He said, I don't think you should be calling people fools. And he said, Bruce Felipe goes, 
Well, no, not not a fool. I'm just saying it's something you say, F-O-O-L, fresh out of luck. Anyway, what do you think about this guy, Bruce Felipe, man? I think he's crazy. I, I like the name Bruce. I don't, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, they have a song, you know, Don't Let Me Down, Bruce. I mean, Bruce is a great name. It's like, you know, what if, I would have had a, if I were to have a pet moose, I would call him Bruce. Bruce the Moose? Great name. Bruce the Moose. That's what I would call my uncle, Bruce the Moose. <laughs> Bruce the Goose. Bruce <laughs> Is your uncle still taking pictures of trash bags in alleyways? Yeah, I think he's gone off the deep end. Because I thought he was going to come back from Alaska sooner or later. Sooner or later, he'd figure it out that he likes to be around people. But he bought a house there now, so he's there permanently. And, uh, in Alaska? I think he just loves, he's in Alaska. He's in Juneau, where, you know, it's like the most isolated place. You have to get there by plane, and only plane. Is there and, trash um, there? I feel like there's no trash. He loves. He loves the trash over there. That's what I think it is. He's just <laughs> obsessed with the trash. I think, I, but I think why he stays there is because there's just too much trash in New York, too many pictures to take. He'd be overwhelmed. <laughs> Literally, man, we were talking. We had a great conversation, family conversation. My uncle just runs around with his big camera and starts going down the darkest of alleyways. I thought he was going to get, get killed. And he takes, like, these really close pictures of trash bags sitting on the street. I asked him what he was doing, and he said, I'm taking pictures of New York City. I said, that's a trash can. That's a trash bag on the sidewalk. <laughs> Why? He said, this is New York. I was like, no. <laughs> but he, he just continued to do that. He even, like, knocked over one of the bags and started taking pictures of it. I don't know. It was bizarre. I, I don't even did, know how to explain it. Did the contents of the bag fall out? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. What came out of there? I, I was uh, a little horrified. It was very strange. <laughs> very strange behavior. Uh, and he's a psychiatrist. Of... <laughs> no, he's not a psychiatrist, yeah. is he? No. He's a psychiatrist. You mean he's prescribing people medications? He's prescribing people medication. He's helping with the indigenous population in Alaska. And uh, the whole reason why he went out there to Alaska was because uh, of debt forgiveness. I think he had, like, over $300,000 in debt and uh, for school, school loans, and I think they forgave him probably about 10 years ago, and he's still down there. <laughs> That's not something you say on the radio. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> $300,000 in debt so to Alaska. Debt forgiveness. Oh, I love the guy. He's a great guy. A little yeah. weird. A little weird. Yeah. Uh, now, that reminds me of when we were in Berlin in, in two, the fall of 2003. I studied in London, and we went to Berlin for a weekend. And um, I remember my friend Nick Lichtenberg taking a picture of, uh, like, a crane and some dirt. <laughs> <laughs> and this girl, Ashley Olsen... Uh, not the famous Ashley Olsen, but uh, another, this girl, <laughs> Ashley Olsen, she goes, what are you taking a picture of, Nick? And he turns away from his camera and turns to her and goes, Germany. <laughs> <laughs> Germany. <laughs> yes, because this crane and dirt. That really shows Germany's uh, the beauty and charm. 
looked like like he was really focused intently on taking this photograph. He had a fancy camera, and it was you know it wasn't it was before the days where you could whip out your iPhone and stuff. So he has his camera, and he's he's just taking you know, and he really is taking time on this picture. What are you, what are you taking a picture of, Nick? Germany. I'm like, of course, yeah, that's what I'm taking a picture of. <laughs> a strange lad. There's a strange one. There's a strange lad among us all. So <laughs> Yes. Well he's the same one that when we were studying in London we stayed in the same uh uh flat and um I uh, every now and then I pulled pranks on him, you know, and, and I, I I told him uh because we had a theater teacher named Ellen who, by the way, it always sounded like she was introducing herself as Alan, but her name was Ellen. <laughs> so we think we called her Alan, but her name was really Ellen. But I think even to her face, oh, hey, Alan. Uh, it just sounded like she was saying Alan, but her name was Ellen. Anyway, she would take us to a play every Monday, and then we would have to write a journal about it. Now, of course, nobody really did this shit until the last, you know, the last minute. But um, Except for for Nick, who enjoyed writing in journals and stuff, and that's probably not other people probably did it. I just procrastinated. But um, Nick said uh, or we were in the flat one day, and I said, "God, the way that uh, Ellen is having us write these journal entries about these plays is so weird." Uh, and Nick goes, "What do you mean?" And I said, "It has it has to be in courier font." And every line needs to be capitalized, not every sentence. <laughs> and he goes, seriously? And uh, and then I totally forgot about this. And a couple days later, I realize I have a, a paper due the next day for um for <laughs> for British politics. I totally forgot about it until that night, and I'm like, oh fuck. And I'm like, can I use your computer? And so I'm using Nick's computer. And then he's like, here, this might cheer you up. And then he shows me, <laughs> he had written three pages of this, <laughs> of this journal in courier font, every line single space, I mean, single space, every line capitalized, but not every sentence. So there would be a lowercase after the periods if it was in the middle of a line. <laughs> be a capital letter in the middle of a sentence if it was the first line of the thing. And you know, Word corrects the shit for you, so he had to go back, backspace, and read It was just, it's the most glorious journal entry I've ever seen. It's three pages of that. It's amazing. And I said, you thought oh, he so, he so lost his mind. <laughs> but that British politics class, I... That I remember that professor, Malcolm Care, K E I R, and I probably shouldn't have said that, but he. I remember one time in class, it was an early morning class, and it was like I think it was one of my two only non-drama courses, um, and he, uh, we were in the, we started class, and he goes, he's. He's, everything's normal, we think. And then he goes, okay, so um, after about 20 years, I'll be uh, taking a leave after the semester. Um, 
and I think most of you all know it has to do with an incident that happened uh, last year, and I, I just, excuse me, and he runs into the bathroom, <laughs> which is, which is, <laughs> which is next door to the classroom, and we hear him sobbing uncontrollably, and everybody's looking around like. What the fuck did he do? Like, what, what, you know, nobody knows. Not a single person in the classroom knows what the fuck he's talking about. And we hear in the, the bathroom, it's literally right next door. And, he's like, oh, 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 oh. and, uh, and, and then he, after he gets his shit together, he comes back, and I'll never forget this. He comes back in the classroom and he goes, let's talk about liberal democracy, shall we? <laughs> and that was right before we went to Berlin and I asked um one of the administrators Lucia about about that she said oh I know he's had a nervous breakdown at some point but I don't know I didn't know about anything about this and so, so you know even the faculty wasn't telling anything so I don't know I don't know what happened but it was maybe the single weirdest classroom moment I've ever had happened as a junior in college Oh my God! You got some issues, man. I hope he's all right, this young lad. I mean, he sounds very disturbed. Yeah, he was not young, uh, but he <laughs> was—I mean, he was middle-aged. But he, yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, the only thing that I can think is that he like sexually harassed a student or had an affair with a right. student, or you know, that's. I uh, I hope it was just an affair, a consensual affair with a student. Oh, well, yeah, what else could yeah. it be? I have no idea what else it could be. But I don't know. Maybe, uh, well, it could only be that, I guess. I mean, uh, plagiarizing something, maybe writing an article and plagiarizing it. I, I, but I don't think teachers do that much. I don't know. I, I just, uh, I hope it was uh, consensual. <laughs> you mean the plagiarism? You hope the plagiarism was consensual? <laughs> I hope it was plagiarism. <laughs> I hope it was consensual plagiarism. It's okay. I had permission to plagiarize. So, <laughs> oh, I permission. <laughs> That's what those ladies said in uh in LaGuardia after I saw LL Cool J. These ladies goes, like she looks at the other. She's, I was like, let me get a picture. Let me get a picture. Anyway. Uh, moving on to the subject at hand, my favorite scene is she's the main man with a main vein. Is um, from the movie uh, Precious, based on the novel Push by <laughs> Sapphire: Colon, She's a Man. And in this scene, Amanda Baines plays Viola, I think, <laughs> and and uh, and. Uh, and and um um Channing Chatham Taintsworth plays Duke uh of course based on Orsino. So uh, Amanda Baines says, Okay, who's your daddy? And then Taintsworth says, Huh? And then she goes, I get her to consider you. You're halfway in, man. And then Ch- Chatham goes, Um, uh, okay, so you think I should ask her out? You know, you know, it'd be great if we got Travis Miller back on the line to do his his Channing Tatum. You know, I think he would be much better than I would at this. I think that would be a great idea. But we're gonna have to have him back. Yeah, we gotta call him. I wish I wish I saved the number. Uh, but then uh, Amanda Baines goes, "No, 
you don't want to freak her out. You've got to have a casual conversation first. Hello. And then after Chatham looks away in frustration, she goes, why do I get the feeling you don't do this very often? And then uh, Channing Tatum goes, man, I just, I'm not really good at talking to girls. And then she goes, why? You're hot. And he goes, what? And she goes, you know, you're an appealing guy, man, guy, guy, man. And (laughs) and he goes, look, I don't know. I just always say the wrong, I just always say the wrong thing. And then she goes, Uh, okay, all right, come on, get up. I want to try something where I'm going to act like a girl and you're going to talk to me, okay? And he goes, ew, do do I have to? And she says, yes, because I'm Viola. Duke, nice to meet you. And he goes, okay, that was creepy. You really just sounded like a girl just then. And then she goes, I used to imitate my sister all the time. I got really good at it. Come on, get up. Ask me some questions. And if the chemistry's right, things will just start flowing. And Duke goes, questions about what? And Viola goes, anything. Ask me if I like cheese. And then Chatham, ha, ha, ha. Um, okay, do you like cheese? And she goes, why, yes, I do. My favorite's Gouda. And he goes, I like Gouda, too. And that's my favorite scene, and she's a man. <laughs> instantaneously also became my least favorite scene in movie history, and somebody actually wrote that. Very good. Very good. Very good. Yes. I like it. That was good chatting uh, Tatum. (laughs) Yes. Always a pleasure to do Chatham Taintsworth. Now, um, I can think of no better way of ending the show than by saying relax. We'll have Fogarty back on next week. Uh, don't get your get your flatulence-free panties in a bunch. <laughs> Thank you. That's excellent news. I won't. I'll uh, I'll get rid of the wedgie too. <laughs> <laughs> no, make sure it's not atomic. You might die. <laughs> now, when uh, huh? Go ahead. The first show, um, you know, that we ever did, uh is uh, the the whole Blazing Rye experience is totally inspired by uh, one man, and his name is Jonathan DeMar. And um, w- w- he was at uh, a play one night. <laughs> he was at a play one night that, <laughs> that Rip Torn's wife directed. Rip Torn is the actor, you know, from um, he's from the Larry Sanders show, he's from Men in Black, and I cannot name anything else. Can you? Oh, Rip Torn, man. Uh no, I can't. I mean, he's he's been around for a long time too. He's a great, great actor. Uh, oh, uh, uh, Dodgeball, right? Yeah. Yes, yes, Dodgeball, great movie. <laughs> I prefer Dodgeball to old school weeks, and nobody agrees with me. Hey, I gotta agree with you on that one. I never liked old school. I, old school, good movie, but it's not. It doesn't touch Dodgeball. And I think Dodgeball should have had a sequel. I think Dodgeball's uh, cameos with Chuck Norris and David Hasselhoff. They couldn't beat it. They just couldn't beat it. Now, this is a maybe the best segue ever. Now, don't let me ask you. So, wasn't Craig Kilborn in uh, Old School? Oh, yes, he was. Yes, he was. Yes. Yes. So, also a thing that nobody else agrees with me on is that I prefer, and this, you know, don't tell. I mean, people will go nuts if I say this. 
but I preferred the Daily Show with Craig Kilborn to the Daily Show with John Stewart. What do you think about that? That's a very unpopular opinion. Well, you know what? I I, I don't have a dog in this fight, but I gotta say, I did like uh, Craig Kilborn. I thought he was a more down to earth person. Uh, you know, at, at least I liked him on the show more. I, I think both both are incredible. You gotta be careful who you say this to. You might get yourself in hot water. I'm afraid of that, Kenny. I'm afraid yeah. of that. <laughs> I'm afraid of Rob Biederman. I'm afraid of the two of them teaming up on us. I'm afraid of them actually coming to my house and killing me just because I said Craig Kilborn, I prefer him over John Stewart. Not that he's better, but I just yeah, uh, did, like you know, anchor the show. Some sort of revenge of the short people if if those two <laughs> came a-knocking. Um, but, uh, but there's nothing wrong with you there. I think uh, you're absolutely correct. I mean, uh, you know, Kilborn wasn't that uh, – you know, he didn't lean a certain way. He was, uh, you know, and he was good. I liked him. I, there was a, a certain funniness to him, I thought. You know, he made me more calm. I'm very at, uh, uneasy when I see uh, John Stewart or even uh, Colbert. It's like uh, my heart rate jerk jumps like a million points. I don't know what it is. But, uh, yeah, yeah Kilborn, yeah. bring him back. Bring him back. <laughs> I know. Why the fuck is it this Trevor Noah guy? They really should just bring Kilborn back. Yeah, bring him back, or even, come on, get rid of, what's that guy's face? Seth Meyers. Put, give Kilborn a show. Give him a show. They they tried that. Uh, it didn't work out. Remember? Oh, he was on. Terrible. Kilborn took over for Tom Snyder, didn't he? Wasn't It was the, after Letterman, you know, Conan was on did, NBC. Yeah. But after Letterman was the late the late late show with Tom Snyder, and then it was the late late show with Craig Kilborn. That may be the other way around. Uh, no, but I think it, yeah, no, I'm right. Craig Kilborn was after Tom Snyder because Tom Snyder was dead. <laughs> um, and rest in peace. Tom Snyder used to say this thing at the beginning of his show. He used to say, "Fire up the color teenies. Fire up the color teenies." Anyway. Um, which leads me to Jonathan DeMar was at a play that was directed by Rick Torn's wife. And uh, after the play, they were all at an after party at some restaurant. And uh, Rip Torn, the actor, was drunk. And he was going around arm wrestling everybody at the party. And he was beating every single person at arm wrestling. And it got to Jonathan DeMar who at the time was 12 years old, but as he said it when he was 19, this was many, many years ago. This was many, many years ago. And Rip Torn uh, arm wrestles Jonathan DeMar. Uh, Jonathan DeMar, at 12 years old, beats Rip Torn, and then Rip Torn looks up, looks around, and he says, Somebody owes me a martini. <laughs> Genius. Genius. <laughs> Oh my God, genius! That is one of the best stories, and it never gets old. It's, it's amazing. I love it, and I can see this happening. This is a man who broke into a bank in Connecticut, thinking that it was his home because he was so imbibed and at drunk. Gunpoint. At gunpoint. At gunpoint, too. and he was let off. Only in he Connecticut, I think he was. I think it was pretty. He was let off, where he was given such a minimal oh, punishment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was amazing. I mean, this this, this is the man. This is the man. <laughs> Why did you call it Connecticut? Uh, 
I became a Kennedy all of a sudden. Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> I can think of no better way of an intro than by saying if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz. Hit the brakes, Florence. Somebody owes me a martini. And if you have a Barbie doll, what are you going to do with that fucking little cunt bitch motherfucker? <laughs> You're going to go out on a date with her. And she's going to be wearing her, of course, her queef-free yoga pants. You're going to be wearing your pioneered fart-filtering underwear. You're going to go to Forever 21, of course, because who, who doesn't? Yeah. You're going to go shopping, and then you're going to want to relieve yourself. So you're going to want to take a piss on their piss <laughs> repellent wall. And as it's being shot back, you're going to do a Matrix-style weave out of the way. And and just at that point, Bill McDermott's going to be walking around trying on dresses, and he's going to get shot with both of your urine uh, grenades. And that's how you're going to go out and have a good time. And Bill McDermott sucks. You got that right, Tommy boy. Good night, Weeks. Good night, everybody. <laughs>